I was going to cut that, but you know what? I'm going to keep it for the integrity of this episode. It's very important to know that I'm, um, you know, just sipping on a little bit of wine. <laughs> I was like, each segment, it just get like worse. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Brown Girl. Shout outs. Okay, first, let's start with shout outs. Shout out to the Virginia Beach Police Department. Why, Taylor? Why shout out to them? Shout out to them for being exactly who we thought they were. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, pretty much it's been discovered that they have used falsified documents to help coerce and get people to confess or push them to confess to crimes. Um, So for example, I'd be like, yeah, because this paper shows right here that we found your DNA at the scene. Whole time it wasn't there. Yeah, they found cases like that. They found out that that was going on. They didn't really have much to say about it. Um, I guess the person that was more involved with what they had going on, the the other person that was in charge or whatever back then, of course, didn't really have much to say. New person wasn't giving me much of anything either. Um, But yeah, they pretty much found, last time I was reading on it, they found at least five instances where that situation had happened. Um, So shout out to them for being, you know, who I, who who we all believed y'all to be. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for stopping something in the water. <laughs> um, shout out to y'all, man, because wow, just wow. This is life right now, y'all. This is really, this is really life. It's weird out here. And honestly, I'm trying to repair. I don't know. Okay. Now I'm about to whew, it's so early in the episode for me to be doing this, but I'm about to dive into an unpopular opinion or something that I'm just really struggling with. I really struggle with the idea of cops, y'all. I don't like them. I don't like any of them, like, at all. I don't I don't like them. And I know, I'm sorry, because I, I know, I personally know some. Um, I know of people who have them in their family. I know, I know that everybody is not bad. I know that. But when the system is corrupt, anything that's a part of it, you can't really give a pass. You got to rebuild the whole thing in order for us to be able to praise individuals. Because if we focus on individuality, then that's going to take away from the fact that the whole thing is really bogus and that we really need to like start from scratch and rebuild it into what it needs to be. So it's hard to acknowledge individuals and say, well, this person is this and that person is that. This person doesn't do these things. That's cool. But you one out of how many? It's hard. So I really struggle with my relationship with law enforcement and how I feel about them. Don't, I'm not feeling it. So for example, that's just like, that's just like, I'm, I'm going to create a person, right? Let's say somebody is in the KKK, but they are a better version of the KKK. So they, they like to put on minor events to possibly scare black people from certain areas because they are actually an ally and they don't want black people to come into this area where they know there are a lot of hateful white people. So they they do these things as a warning and they join the KKK to do this instead of being blah, 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 blah. It sounds stupid, right? 
Because at the end of the day, no matter what your intentions are, you are a part of this grand group who is not good and doesn't support anything good. And the whole system and structure of it is just flawed in every way possible that you don't get credit as an individual. Am I, am I going too left with that? I feel like, wow, this is starting so early. Within the first five minutes of the episode, I'm just being so um, contrary and just so, uh, but are y'all feeling me on that? Am I, am I bugging? Am I bugging? It's just hard. I'm trying to mend my relationship with it because I ask myself in a lot of situations, if I was in a certain situation, would I call 911? And the answer is no mm-hmm. in some situations. If I feel like it's not that serious, it's not that deep, it's, it's no reason for me to call them because they would be a last resort for me, especially, you know, coming off of years of where people have camera phones now and we are actually able to see the stuff that's going on. It was It's not like it just started happening. The stuff was already happening, but we just have more access to technology and social media, you know, shining a light on stuff. So it's, it's just hard because in, I know there are situations where, God forbid, if I was put in it, in my mind, the, your mindset would be to call the police. I get that. But once again, if we if we focus on the individuals, it's going to take away from the fact that the whole system is corrupt and it's just not made for us. It's, it's just it, it was never built for us. And in order to start that change, you have to acknowledge that. So I'm just they're not my favorite. They're not my favorite. And I'm trying to like I said, I, it's like a a like hate relationship, not a love. But um, I'm going to try to get that together. I don't know. And like I said, I'm sorry to the people. You might even be one. Listen to this. And I, I understand you. you wanted to join you know, this system so that you could do this, that, and the third, but it's kind of hard to do that when one, you are one of so many others. Two, a lot of times when cops speak out or do things in decency and in order, they get called out or blackballed by their other, I almost said teammates, but oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this made me think. I want y'all to look when I don't want y'all to listen to the song. I want y'all to listen to it, but I want y'all to watch the video on YouTube. What is the name of this song? Okay. So it's this um this rapper. And he's actually white. Um, definitely an ally. And I believe the song is called Yeah, it's called Gang Shit. Right? That's the name of the song. It's by Marlon Craft. Marlon, M-A-R-L-O-N, Craft, C-R-A-F-T. Go on YouTube and watch that video. That is, it's amazing. So pretty much it's about it, the viewpoints of a lot of different people. So I think he starts with like a cop. It's a viewpoint of a cop. Um, he goes to the viewpoint of um, so somebody that's in jail. He goes to a viewpoint of, I think, somebody that's from the KKK. And I know the song sounds crazy. And especially with me saying him, he's white, you're probably thinking like, what do you have me watching? I promise you, this is one of the most beautiful, powerful videos uh, and songs made. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it talks about pretty much how law enforcement or um, different corrupt things. They, they are their own version of a gang. That's why it's called gang shit. So the same, you, oh, I don't want to give it too much away. Just go watch that. I love that video, man. And I love Marlon Craft. He's actually a pretty good rapper. Really like him. And 
don't know how I got hip with him. I, it might, the video might have been what took me, like I discovered the video, and then that's what made me go like, yo, he really has a lot to say, which he does. So go listen to Marlon Craftman. Go listen to that. It's almost February. Go ahead and get your mind right for Black History Month. All right, cool. So, um, and I've been watching, I've been watching Euphoria, and I don't even remember what I was about to mention. My segue really just got messed up right there. But anyway, we're here now. I started watching Euphoria, by the way. Really, really, really like that show. It's, um, trying to think of a way to say it. It's, it's the type of show that you have to already like those type of shows to watch. And what I mean by that is I barely made it through the first, I think it was the first episode. It got a little real, like, it was the first or second episode where I was just like, this is a lot. This is a lot. And I have moments where I'm very anxious and it, it kind of upped it for me. I was watching it and it was just, it was a lot to take in. And it just really like was pulling with my emotions. And I was like, if this is the beginning, <laughs> then I don't know if I'm going to make it. But I actually, I stuck it through. And, you know, figured out that this was something that I actually enjoyed watching. It's so many different storylines. And, yeah, I just really like that show. Uh, if you can't deal with, like, a bunch of nudity and stuff like that, don't suggest it. That show is not for you. But if you can put up with that, Euphoria is actually a really good show. Everybody was talking about it on my timeline on Twitter. So I was like, yeah, let me just go ahead and look at this real quick. And I did end up liking it. Cool. All right. So, um. I kind of finished shout outs, but shout out to Brianna and Amber. Um, last episode was amazing and I got a lot of great feedback from it. Y'all absolutely love my friends and I do too. That's why they was up here. So they'll definitely be in and out um, together, one-on-one, -on -one, whatever. They'll be in and out through the remainder of <laughs> the lifespan of this podcast forever um, because, yeah, we just have cool conversations. We sit and kick it and talk. Like when we actually are all together and end up talking, the the conversation ranges so much and we'll talk about any and everything. So that's like gold when it comes to podcasting. So they'll definitely be back. Everybody loved the hotels part. <laughs> and I really didn't even dig into that part as much as I planned to originally when I was trying to uh, just think of key points. Because with them, I knew I didn't really have to say too much <laughs> as for have too much ready because I already knew that our conversation could just go crazy but I knew that for the, a lot of it I wanted to talk about our birthday trips but um hotels actually it was a little bit more and that actually might become a segment up here so because we were supposed to go a little bit more in depth and once again there are a lot of parts to the episode that y'all did not hear so it was some stuff that was said but at the moment we saying it it was like too hot for tv so <laughs> those parts had to get cut because i care about our futures <laughs> so i see y'all like that segment so that's definitely gonna stay around uh, cause yeah, it was cool. Okay. Moving on. I want to tell y'all about this dream that I had. So if you know me, you know, I often have very, very vivid dreams, but this one was probably the scariest, um, experience that I've ever had. Um, and after doing some research, I kind of learned more about the dream and 
kind of piece together in conversation with other people about the dream, what it could mean for me. And also the second part, let me say the dream first and then I can explain. So in this dream, I was by this, no idea where I was. Don't, don't really remember too much about the location at all. Um, I was with this shorter, white, older woman, like gray hair type. Old. She was older. She was an older woman. And she had a spoon and she kept trying to force the spoon in my mouth. So it was like she kept trying to feed me. There was nothing on the spoon, though, but she just kept trying to give it to me. And I'm kind of like, you know, like, no, I'm good. She keeps trying to do it. So I'm like kind of shoving her like, you know, so she got to get a point trying to get her off me like, you know, I'm good. She keeps trying to force the spoon in my mouth. Now, this lady is strong in my dream. This little old lady is super strong, right? So she's consistently trying to put the spoon in my mouth. So I, and my mom telling myself, Taylor, you're going to have to fight her. Like, that's the only way you're going to get her off. You're going to have to physically fight her. So she got to the point where she was getting really aggressive. And I'm telling, I'm in my mind telling myself, all right, Tay, go. Fight her. Get her. Fight her. You're going to have to fight her. You're going to have to fight her. And my body, in my dream, I cannot bring my body to do what I'm trying to get it to do. Like I can't get it to move in the way I need it to move. I can't get to her and assault her the way I, and get her off me the way I want her to. Because she is now currently, like, bugging and is really, like, on me trying to get this one in my mouth. So then I'm like, yo, something is wrong with this. I'm looking at her. I'm like, something is wrong with this lady. And she looks at me in the most creepy way ever. And I kind of look in her eyes. I'm like, yo, like this lady is possessed. And she takes her hand and puts it on my throat and starts to choke me. And I still cannot find myself to fight back and do what I need to do to get her off me. And she finally, you know, she gets to choking me and I scream. I start screaming and I wake up screaming. So I thought I woke up in my dream. So it's like I knew I was dreaming. I woke up screaming from that dream, but I was still in my dream. Scariest thing ever because it was legit like, I know this sounds crazy, and I looked it up, and it's called lucid dreaming. I knew that that was a dream that I was having, but I was not yet fully awake. It was like I was almost in this realm of in-betweenness. It was the scariest thing ever. I um, So at that moment, I wake up in my dream screaming, and... Then I get up, I'm in my place, all the lights are off, as they are, of course, when I go to sleep, and I'm kind of going around, frantic, just can't stand still, walking around in the house. I don't know what I was looking for. I don't know what I was trying to get. It just got really weird, and then that happened until I finally, it's almost like I finally came to myself and then actually woke up in real life, and I was sweating. I'm talking about I was dripping with sweat. Because it was everything was just so intense. It was scary. Turn my light on by my bed immediately. Because <laughs> I don't play those games. And I was at that moment, I almost drove to my mother's house. I was just so shook. Like, the dream was crazy. This was around 2 a.m. when I woke up. And I just couldn't really get my bearings together. Couldn't figure out why that had just happened. <laughs> um, It was just too much. So in conversations with my friends and other people, um, talking about the dream, we kind of translated it to me because there's some stuff that's going on in my life or that's coming in my future or some things I'm working on now where people have a lot to say and have a lot, a lot to offer 
but it's not really a lot to offer. So it's kind of like they just want to be a part or they want to have their hands in. You know how you, you got people who want to have their hands and stuff that's going on with your life, but it's not really, it's not helpful. It's, it's no substance. So the, the lady was trying to force the spoon in my mouth, but it was nothing on the spoon. So it's like she was trying to force me to take this whatever from her, but there was no real substance to it. And then I couldn't bring myself to actually speak up and speak out the way that I needed to. So I couldn't get her off of me. And it wasn't until she was actually suffocating me, like to the point where I couldn't take it anymore, that that's when I screamed out. And just translating all of that to like what I have going on in my life was just wild. Because once again, I haven't had a dream that vivid in I don't know how long. And I don't think I've had one that vivid to date, actually. And I've had a lot of scary dreams, a lot of dreams that seemed super surreal. But that one, that one really got to me. And then for me to wake up in the dream. So I wake up in the dream. Like, I know that that's a dream, but I'm still in this place where, like, I'm not really fully awake. Like, I'm aware that I'm dreaming at this point. Scariest thing ever, zero out of ten. I do not recommend that. Uh, you can look up lucid dreaming if you want to like learn a little bit more about it. I just didn't. I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> I didn't enjoy myself at all. I don't think most people do when it comes to lucid dreaming. It was terrible. It was terrible. On a lighter note, <laughs> I want to make mention of something that made me laugh <laughs> today. <laughs> so. My cousin makes music. Shout out to him. Love him to death. And his songs are amazing, right? Cool. My cousin makes music. And I'm listening to one of his songs. Like, his, um... I was going to cut that. But you know what? I'm going to keep it for the integrity of this episode. It's very important to know that I'm, um, you know, just sipping on a little bit of wine. <laughs> I was like, each segment, it just get, like, worse and worse. <laughs> okay, we back. I'm being serious. I was listening <laughs> to... Okay, so my cousin's song, like... <laughs> I hate this so much. I hate it so much. All right. Oh, gosh, I cannot wait to the video version. Okay, look. It came on my phone, right? Because I have, like, playlists and stuff. And, you know, like, I have songs and playlists. So one of his songs is playing on the playlist. And it's called Love Faces by Fonza. Look it up on Apple Music. It's a really good song. That's a song for your playlist playlist. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. Cool. So why do we do that, too? Like, we say stuff twice to, like, intensify what it is. Like, oh, that's your song song. Oh, that's so, that's so boo-boo, but that's so. <laughs> anyway, okay. The song came on, it's called Love Faces, one of them songs. This is the funniest thing I ever heard. I laugh every time I hear this part of the song, even though I love the song to death. This man said, poke your lips out. <laughs> Ain't talking about your mouth. <laughs> and every time I hear that part, I die a little bit because... Why would you say that? <laughs> Every time I listen, I'm like, yo, my cousin was wow. <laughs> that man said, poke your lips out. Ain't talking about your mom. That's like one of the wildest lies I've ever heard. 
That joke is just so funny to me, but okay. I just had to give that honorable mention because that was something that made me laugh today. Um, I chuckle a little bit every time I hear it, but I don't know why today it was just extremely funny. And mind you, the song is a, an amazing song, but just that part, that part by itself just cracks me up every single time. Oh, gosh. It's a lot of, for, for if you listen to the lyrics of a lot of songs that you listen to, some stuff it'll be like, oh, snap, like, did, he, did they just say that? Oh snap. oh snap like that one was a oh snap moment like it was funny and it's that type of like, you listen to it it's that type of song so you know it was fine it was just it's just a funny line but then you got stuff like when people was going crazy about um like rick ross song and he'd be like put uh something in her cup she ain't even know it like that yeah stuff like that that's a little wild biggie actually has a lot of songs where he says a lot of wild things and y'all probably don't even pay attention to it but he was wilding he was really wild and so that's one lesson of day. make sure you listen to the stuff the words and stuff that you actually that you singing because sometimes like this case it wasn't it wasn't nothing like that it was just funny to me but it's actually some songs out here where some people be saying some crazy stuff and the beat is fire so we just be nodding our head to it and, and you know doing our little dougie or whatever but <laughs> the words be kind of questionable yeah. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, you ready? Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm looking for my headset, but Okay, you want me to wait for you? No, go ahead. Okay, you guys. So <laughs> God. Got a little real, right? Um as you can see in the description of this episode, which is note to self, don't drink in podcast. Um, I needed a little additional push finishing this episode. <laughs> oh, my always uh ready and willing best friend is actually here now. Say hi, Amber. What up, y'all? Okay, so she is going to name situations because we're gonna end this episode on the right note. So she's gonna name situations and stuff that she knows about me. And I'm going to, like, try to, like, explain myself. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to hear this. Okay. And that's that's how this is going to go. So, Lord have mercy. Okay, I'm ready. Um, So, the first one you could talk to the peoples about is your uh, first car accident. Okay, so my (laughs) first accident. My dad um, is the one who taught me how to drive, and this was a Sunday morning. We were getting ready to go to church, so he let me drive to church, and as I was backing out of the driveway, I took my foot off, like, okay, you know how your foot should be able to swivel to hit, like, gas brake, gas brake. At the time, I was just completely taking my foot off and then just putting my foot back down wherever it landed. <laughs> and it landed on when I was trying to brake so that I could switch gears and then, you know, like turn out and leave. I hit the gas instead and I ran into a car that was on the streets. A and car. You said what? A parked car? Yeah, a parked car. And mm-hmm. I cried because <laughs> I was really traumatized. That, that had just happened to me. My sister was in the back. She didn't know what to say. She was in shock. 
And my dad kept trying to calm me down because he actually saw how like frantic I was. Like I thought I was about to die or something or like <laughs> go to jail. So he actually like was like, Taylor, calm down. Like stuff like this happens. It's okay. Like he had to calm me down because I was losing stuff. Yeah. So that's my first accident and it happened before like this was in his car too, so I felt really bad. Um which is just so funny how stuff comes full circle because now it's my car. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. That car has been through everything. Um, yes. Tell them how when we go skating, you don't skate, you go and eat mozzarella sticks. So first of all, you guys, I skate. In her I mind. Just skate on the wall. And then afterwards, when I get comfortable, I'll let go of the wall for a little bit and I'll go. Now, am I fast? No, but what sells me, what sells the trip to the skating rink is definitely the mozzarella sticks. I don't know what it is, but skating rink mozzarella sticks hit different than any other mozzarella sticks on planet Earth. I don't know why. Don't ask me the math behind it because I'm not sure, but they are just so good. They're so good. And so my problem with skating is, for whatever (laughs) reason, I don't like to pick up my left leg for real. Don't know what it is. Well, now we know it's because you have a bad knee. So maybe that Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny you said that because um, recently me and Sydney went to the park. I like going to the park when it's nice out. Oh, my God. Um, And when we were passing by the tennis court, it was some people out there uh, roller skating. And I said, I'm actually going to buy some roller skates and I'm going to go out there and teach myself how to skate because I like when people be dancing on the skates and stuff. I'm getting jealous and I want to learn. You wait a minute. You can't skate on four wheels, but you gonna buy a pair of rollerblades that are in a straight line? No, I'm I'm gonna get the four wheels. Oh, okay, all right. But actually, what's crazy is some people say rollerblades are easier. I don't know the math behind that either. But in my lifetime, when I went ice skating before, it actually wasn't that hard. But those people are psychopaths. Like it don't make sense though, because the I the the blade. It's just one blade versus four wheels on roller skates. But I was actually ice skating a little better than I roller skate. Mm. Now, that was a, a lot of pounds ago. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do on either type of skate now. But I just know I'm speaking on in the past. Hey, I don't have time. Um, um, I don't know. I don't. Give me another one. Um, tell... make it make it a good one. A good one. Uh huh. Tell them about your first kiss. I don't remember too much. I just know that it was at my daycare center. Excuse me. Yeah, I was a child. That's when I had my first kiss. How old are we talking? Because this is giving we need to report um, the daycare center. I was center. in the rainbow team, so <laughs> I was in... <laughs> so loaded. So I was at least six. I think you my had your, team was five or six. You had your first kiss at five or six? Yeah, no, it wasn't like nothing extensive. It was just a pet. Kids are curious and y'all need to watch our kids. But yes, that's when I had my first kiss. My, yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I just have a lot of, it's a lot of, okay. Mm-hmm. That's loaded. That really is. I mean, I was, <laughs> how old was you? When I had my first kiss? Yeah. I, actually don't know because I don't 
I know I wasn't five or six though. No, I say I was at least five or six. Yeah, I wasn't that young. Is what so I'm I could have been like seven or eight. Like, that, that's not the same. The rainbow just... team, you had to be at least. You might have actually had to been older. I'm trying to think. You actually, yeah, because yeah. Hold on, I'm lying to you. I think you might have had to be at least like twelve in the rainbow team. So wait, thirteen is eighth grade. I think I'm trying to think of how it worked because when I was in the green team, I think green team was like four. So I think I don't know, Amber. I just know I was in daycare. I believe I was in elementary school and it was with this boy named Corey Woods or Corey Rogers. You are going crazy right now. I can't remember his last name, but I remember because he was supposed to be my boyfriend. And oh, you know when you used to have to bring the Valentine's Day cards for everybody in class? Mm -hmm. He would bring me two. So I would get (laughs) two cards instead. I can't remember his last name. It's like was Corey Woods or Corey Rogers, something. You don't have to do that. You don't have to remember that. I do remember because he was my first kiss. I just don't remember how old I was. No, I just know I was young. I don't remember too much about it. Shout out to you, Corey. You started all of this. I'm speechless. Okay, do another one. Two more, two more. Okay. Tell them about... Oh, tell them about... Wait a minute. Are we talking about herbs on this podcast? Um, I gotta <laughs> look up the law, so let's skip that one. The law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking for the law. I'm asking for the Let's people. Just skip that one. Go to the next one. <laughs> Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask. Go ahead. I was gonna just tell them. Tell you. Wow. Shit. I can't talk. Tell them about your first time. Getting high. Yeah. Or being high. <laughs> yeah. My first time. That was the most evil laugh I think I've ever heard come out of your throat. <laughs> My first time being high um, was actually through an edible. Um, so I used to cheer in high school. JCC. My um, friend, one of my friends, used to make edibles. And I had a brownie before the game. So I remember eating it. And then after that, I put my head down in like the classroom where we was waiting at. I felt like I was asleep forever, but I don't think I was. I just know when I got up, my eyes were really red. So my friends kept like, like, yo, Tay, because I didn't know. So they're like, Tay, like, come here, come here, come here. And I'm like, what? And they're like, your eyes are really red. And I'm like, bro, they're not. Went in the locker room, bloodshot red. My, I'm a pretty, you know, I'm, a, I'm the brown girl. So, I, you know, it kind of stood out with my eyes being the way that they were so they were just pretty much trying to help me and like just tell me like stay away from coach and stuff like that and I remember when we were like cheering I was kind of cheering a little bit slower than I was supposed to and it was just a mess they thought it was so funny the whole time that was my first time in life being high so I just didn't really know what to expect or what um I don't know, man. And I, I'm for a fact, I know that they probably didn't even know that I had never been high before. Or they probably wouldn't have gave that to me before a freaking game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, so I was probably just like, oh, yeah, like, let me get a piece. <laughs> oh, man. That was a complete setup. And that's that's what happened, man. That's what happened. Um, okay, last one. Last one. Make it good. Last one. Tell them about your first fight. 
<laughs> you are such a child. So um, people want to know. My first fight was when I was a child. And you had a very interesting childhood. <laughs> so good to say. And um, pretty much we, I was, I want to say we was in PE or something. Or no, no, no. We was, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. Either either way, long story short, this um this white girl had hit me. Mm. So she started it. And of course I hit her back because what's wrong with you? She was okay, so she was like actually mad at somebody else. I was trying to be a good Samaritan and stop what was going on as far as her, you know, like trying to do something to the other person. But then she kinda like got mad at me like you know what I'm saying like on some stuff like what you know so she she feels some type of way about me like I'm not trying to be the good like the peacemaker mm-hmm. so of course um you know when you're younger your parents say somebody hit you you hit them back so I hit her back and you know we just we we, we went for a little we just you know had to get a few hits off and um <laughs> mm. because why would you put your hands on me you know what's crazy? I think my parents missed that part of parenting because they always told us if somebody hit you, go tell the teacher. And then if the teacher don't do anything. My parents must have missed that part of parenting where if, you know, you get hit, you hit them back. I mean, that's, you tell the teacher, that's good. But, mm-hmm. um, first of all, kids are mean. Kids are really mean. Have you ever been so bullied gotta... or been a bully? <sighs> okay, so I've I've never been bullied, but, or, okay, me and my friends actually in middle school low-key used to bully each other. Wow. Now I think about it. So it was like a group of us, and they my homies now forever. They they already know who they are. Love them. Love y'all. And, but there were times where we were all like, because it was a total of four of us. So there were times where we were not friends with certain, like, there was a time where they weren't cool with me. There was a time where they wasn't cool with we weren't cool with another one. Like it was kind of like that type thing. Mm-hmm. And at the times where we were not cool with a certain one of us, we were so petty. I'm talking <laughs> about, I'm like it was bad. It was really bad. And I I never really characterized it as bullying, but now like as an adult, that's <laughs> what it was. That's what it was to bully each other. It was bad, and I I because I remember one time like at this particular time they weren't cool with me and we had something at my school called running club oh, God. yeah so it wasn't like stop. track and field but it was running club we used to run around the neighborhoods but we had different groups so we had the walking group we had the walking slash running group and then we had the all running group you already know who i was with and yeah like it was times we would be like stretching before we go out and they kind of like be making little remarks and stuff and my i'm by my lonesome so i'm like okay you know what i'm saying <laughs> just so and then even thinking about a time where we weren't cool with one of my other friends like we used to look I guess we kind of did low-key bully her but we were all and weird because we were all legit like those were my homies for a while you know what I'm saying and then still love them to this day so how petty we were as children but we were it was bad like we was really we were really petty really really petty like that's we were really mean girls to each other to be honest I was actually the one that was bullied because 
when I was younger, my gap was bigger and I had a unibrow. I'm talking like straight Anthony Davis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I got my eyebrows waxed. Like, I was so happy. You cause... probably gonna hate me for saying this. I remember when you first got your braces. <laughs> oh my God. You just, wow. And what was so funny about it was, y'all, we was in a practice for like a Christmas play or something like that. And she came to the practice and she didn't say nothing. She wasn't really talking, but nobody was really paying any mind until she actually went to say something. And I was like, hold on, what's in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and we kept trying to get you to like smile for us and stuff. And when you finally did, we was like different. Cause you know, like as far as people who you first get them and when you first take them off you look really different mm-hmm. to people because they were you know beforehand they were so used to seeing you without them and then after they so used to seeing you with them but the beforehand is funnier because it's I was like so you cliche. don't really it almost like you were struggling like or like how to, to talk yes it was when you get braces it's almost like you have to I don't even know how to explain it it's I don't know it's weird fitting something in your mouth that is not normally there and then I was so cliche because I had <laughs> your that's what that's up. what he said okay anyway I, was Sorry, so I had to have a Michael Scott had, moment of course you did I had braces my whole entire high school like time I was there I was so mm-hmm. cliche it was so cliche but yeah it, I don't know it's like trying to get my lips to fit around the metal it was really weird and then you, your cheeks swell up a little bit because I mean, it is pulling on your mouth, so. Yeah, I remember when you had first got them. <laughs> so it was so funny that you said that. Yeah, I I don't know. Mm. I'm dead. Okay, well, that, beautiful people, is all I have for this episode. Next episode is going to be great. I actually have a very, very special guest that will be on the next episode that you definitely do not want to miss it's a very unexpected one if you don't follow me on instagram do that at it's the brown girl underscore because you will get a hint as to who that person is do you have anything else to say amber no stay great y'all got 11 months left to do something special with your life so you know i love it and it's so crazy because I'm like in the middle of I'm I'm in between like knowing that time isn't important as far as I can accomplish whenever I want to accomplish whenever I want to do it and mm-hmm. it's not like oh okay you should have did this at this age but then I'm also on the other side like I don't want to waste time Indeed. so I'm in this really weird space right now where I want to get everything done right now but I'm trying not to bank on it because then that's when you can kind of disappoint yourself. This is very true. And what did you wake up and decide you wanted to be today? Because I know the other day you were a model. One day you were a chef. Did you decide what you wanted to be today? Today, I just wanted to be at peace. So that's like deep. today, actually, when I woke up, I started my day cleaning up. Okay. And yeah, I actually cleaned my place and stuff. Um, It's so funny because however my place is, is always a reflection of how my mind is. Mm -hmm. So this week was just like a lot. It just seemed like really like, I don't know. It was a lot. So I found myself not 
cleaning up as I would. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I kind of came to that realization, I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and start the weekend out, right? So I woke up. I cleaned up. I felt really good about it. It was a time where I had left my house and then came back and walked back in and just seen how it looked. And I was just like, oh, I just felt so good. Like, it felt so good. Did you have the music playing and then light the candle when you finished? I, I'm on my wax melt now, Amber, remember? That's right. <laughs> the wax melt that you let get all over the wall. Yeah, it's not up there no more, though. <laughs> You're welcome. And I always play music when I do everything. Yes, you do. But yes, okay. Wow, it's so like us to like, <laughs> you know how they say black people take a long time to say goodbye? Like they say bye, they get up, then they finally put on their coat, then they talking on the way out the door. That's my dad. On the- <laughs> when he getting off the phone, he be like, all right, okay, all right, all right, cool, all right. Like, bro, just hang it's up. so bad. <laughs> just hang up. Okay. All right, y'all. See y'all next episode. Peace Bye-bye, out. Girl. Out.